Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro and I'm very happy because I'm actually in Panama right now at the Broadcasting Center of Radio Maria in Panama for a special program that um, I've been wanting to do for a long time. Now you might be asking, why are you doing a program in Panama? Well, if you've been listening to this program for I mean, any, if you've ever listened to this program, and I know there's many of you that listen to this program, you know that I grew up, I was born and grew up in Panama, but you also know that the next World Youth Day, 2019, is going to take place in Panama, in Central America. Now, you also know that coming up next year, there's a Synod of Bishops, October 2018, there's a Synod of Bishops, and the theme of that Synod is young people, faith, and vocations. And so we thought that since the next World Youth Day is going to be in Panama and the Synod is about young people, why don't we take the pulse of young people and the church and their faith here in Panama? So I'm very honored to be sitting here in the studio, as I said, in Radio Maria, Panama, with three young people. Orlando Sanchez, Natasha Pineda, and Francisco Guevara. And the disclaimer, Francisco has the same last name as me because he's my nephew. So <laughs> just in case anybody's wondering, um, Orlando, Natasha, and Francisco, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Let me just start, and whoever wants to start can answer, but what will you say right now as a young adult what would you say i'll start with orlando he's sitting next to me what is the most important thing in your life well you have too many kinds of answers <laughs> i can give yeah. you well the, the most important thing in my life right now is i think is spend time on being a good professional a good son of god okay because of my formation uh, as as a catholic guy uh -huh. And also to have good friends that when I grow up, that I continue growing up, could help me to develop a good life in the, in, here in the earth. Okay, so I'm just, so work, because you yeah. talked about professional life. Yeah. You spoke about faith, of course, your mm -hmm. faith, and we're going to talk about that. And you mentioned friends. Interesting. And, uh, and also have good trips all around the world. Good trips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> trips. This guy has been, to, you've been to how many World Youth Days? And two. To two World Youth Days, and here in Panama is going to okay. be the third So you one. went to Brazil? Yep. And did you Krakow. go to Krakow? Okay, good. So Orlando. Next to Orlando is Natasha. Hi. So <laughs> what would you say is the most important thing for you? Well, I think basically it's my family and my faith. Okay. Um, I've been in my church since I was a child. Mm -hmm. And after I went to World Youth Day in Rio, my faith grew up more. So I'm so happy that I'm working more for my church now that we're going to have the next World Youth Day in Panama okay. in 2019. Um, also, um, my work as Orlando. Yeah. Um, I'm a film producer. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and I moved back to Panama two years ago. Right. I mean, two years, sorry, two months ago. Oh, you moved, you just moved back to yeah, Panama yeah. from where? 
from Los Angeles. Oh. Yeah, so I was living there. Okay. And now I came back here and I'm working for my church and I'm so happy. Like every new experience, it's amazing for me. Okay. Like I'm feeling in my heart the world you say, even though it's like, what, like 400 and something days till it yes. comes. But I'm so excited. Okay, so again, you mentioned work, you mentioned family and faith. And we'll 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 talk about all that. And Francisco, what sort of what are you feeling? What is what are some of the more important things for you? Um, well, for me, uh, the most important thing uh, right now is my faith, um, because um, I'm I'm new in this uh, journey of faith. Um, I've only been practicing for like two months. A little bit less, and 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 so I'm learning all these new things now at, right. at my age, yeah, 26, right. and and but the Bible says to love God above all things. So I think. So you're trying to do that. Uh, trying to do that, yeah. Yeah. Now you've, I mean, you've all mentioned faith, of course. Mm -hmm. Where, I'm assuming you're all Catholic. Yeah, most yeah. Panamanians are Catholic. Um, do you think, when you think of faith, do you thinking church? That's sort of, if you say my faith is important, would you say that church is important? Or do you think those are separate? What do you think, Natasha? Mm, I think, mm, I think they're not separate, right? Um, it, it all comes from God. Right. So I think um, if, you, if you grow up in an environment that is full of faith mm -hmm. and you are, you are learning new things about your church and about God and all of that, um, I think that all comes together like in a package. Right. So when you think of and uh, Orlando and Francisco, you can answer when you think of friends, work, church or faith, you mentioned family. Do you think of those as four separate things or do you try to integrate that? What do you think, Orlando? It's like all of them are not, not all separate, not all separated and also not all. In a, in the same package as Natasha okay. said, uh, that is the church, because or even the faith that you said, uh, because you, we have also uh, friends that are not Catholic at all, and also that doesn't work with us um, in the, in the same place, and that are they are not studying the same thing as us. Okay, and we have friends from all the the parts of the society, so we are open. We have we must be open because there is a world that it, that is open to us, and right. we must be open to them, and and, and open to the to the, to the world also. But what I think about uh, what what you ask to Natasha is that faith the faith is is close to church because when you come to church, you discover too many things that gave you to God. Oh, okay, you discover too many. Uh, possibilities that mm -hmm. is good, that God is with the society that God is with the children that God is with the youth people mm -hmm. that God is with moms with with, with fathers and with all people in the different parts of the society so it is good to have it together 
this is what I think. Right. Now, Francisco, you mentioned that you're new at this. Obviously, you've grown up in the church, but you feel that you're starting to learn some things new now. Yeah. You have a lot of friends maybe that are outside of the church, maybe family. How do you see that relationship that Orlando was talking about with trying to live that Catholic faith that you're just starting to discover and then some of these other parts of your life that maybe are not trying to live <laughs> that Catholic uh, life. Do you find that difficult? Well, um, I have, I have, uh, you know, all my, all my friends here, they, they all are from Catholic backgrounds too. Mm -hmm. And, and I, tr um, you know, I, I, uh, I like what uh, Orlando said that you have to be open to all of everybody uh, because they're open to you and right and love and accept them but um, you know but I find that many people <laughs> I think some people they are bothered by my faith and uh, it's uh, so that's a struggle you find it's a act of it's an act of i mean they i mean they uh it it, it, it i re, it's a rebellion again i rebel against them for for being catholic okay i see and your orlando's nodding his head so do you want to add something do you have the same experience yeah i think not that not at all because i have no friends that are even all of my friends, almost all of them are Catholic. Um, okay. Almost all of them. Yeah. But I have some of them that are not Catholic, and they are agree with the with the thing that I love God, mm -hmm. that I practice a religion, that I am near to God, and that I'm doing things that are like correct. Right. Something like that, and they and some of them do not practice that way of of life, and they it's like you are like a guide for them too because we, if they are even i don't i don't know maybe um evangelic guides guys uh -huh. or um indians something uh -huh. like that it, they come it's a like a compliment with with them with that thing of uh there is a god they right. they they think or they love some things like us so we can get together so and you have and something in common yeah yeah, okay. Now, did you, and I guess I'll ask Orlando and Natasha, maybe Natasha, did you ever go through a period of time in your life where you felt that you were away from the church or away? Oh, you're nodding. Natasha's yeah. nodding. That you were out, that you were away from your faith? Yeah, actually, when I moved to LA uh, almost four years ago, I couldn't find a church where I could go every Sunday Okay. to the Mass. I couldn't find any uh, youth group that I could participate. Um, so that was like a struggle for me. Like mm -hmm. every day um, I was reading my Bible, like I used to do here in Panama, but I was feeling I was missing something, right? So it was the fact that I wasn't going to church. Um, so I felt that was like the time that I separate from church a little bit, not because I wanted, just because I didn't feel connected with any church mm -hmm. back there. Uh, but then 
Every time I used to come here on vacation, I felt again like something in my heart. Right. Uh, because I was back in my church. And now that I moved here, um, I felt that again in my heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, if anybody's joining the program at this point, you're listening to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can always follow me on Twitter or Facebook at Deacon Pedro. We're uh, taping a special program in Panama, thanks to Radio Maria Panama. I'm speaking with three young people, Orlando, Natasha, and Francisco. Um, do, uh, how do you guys make? How do you guys make choices? I mean, you're in a point of your life. You talked about work, moving to another country, coming back. How do you make kind of those big choices in your lives? Um, I don't know, Francisco. What do you think? Um, choice, make yeah, big choices, choices about what to study, where you should work. Oh, okay. I um, basically, uh, well, no, I've been. Uh, studying law for for a while and now I w I want to change careers uh, I basically g um, it just came to me talking to my uncle <laughs> that, <laughs> that that a very special uncle right yeah that 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 maybe I was doing the wrong thing and I just get them like, you know, that these ideas that I know that come from, from God or some from God. Okay, so one one way of making choices or making decisions is speaking to another person. In this case, you spoke to me. Um, <laughs> but do you, uh, Natasha Orlando, have similar experience? How do you make those big decisions in your lives? Um. I talk to God a lot. Yeah, you pray? Yeah. About my decisions, I talk to Him a lot. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm in a bubble and mm -hmm. I don't know which decision to take. Sometimes I'm not patient. But then He tells me what I have to do in the right moment. Um, and then I, I, I take the decision and it comes out like really good. Mm -hmm. uh, when I decide to move to the U.S., that was difficult for me because I'm the baby of my family <laughs> and I would never do something by myself. So that was like the first big experience for me. Also, my mom passed away like a couple of months before that. Okay. So that was difficult for me. Um, but then it helped me to go there. Uh, I grew up more, I became more independent. Even though, like I said before, I wasn't going to church, my faith was was in there, but it wasn't like 100%. It was like a little bit less. Right. Uh, but then, I don't know. I think God made that decision of me moving there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And now he made the decision of me coming back and working for my church for a, a, a good reason right. in my life. So Francisco has spoke about talking to other people make decisions, prayer, of course. Orlando, do you think that bringing your faith in when you're making decisions is important? I think that, uh, yes. But I link my faith in that point with my family. I haven't mentioned my family as no, you haven't. Uh, at the beginning. Yeah. But all the things that I do, 
uh, it, there's my family mm -hmm. linked about it. Uh, but in case I haven't mentioned it, them in at the beginning, is because they are my friends too. Right. In all the points of my life, they are. They give me all the counsel. Yeah, all, all the. All the like the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they advise you. Advises, advise, yeah, sorry. Advise. Like many advices for me for what, uh, what is the best way to go under uh, throughout the life. Right. And also the things that I could do, they are, I think, they, they are really together with me. I live with them mm -hmm. uh, since I am zero years old. Oh, but do you, <laughs> think, now do you think, do you, all three of you, do you think, I mean, obviously family, friends, do you think that obviously among your friends you must know people who maybe don't have that relationship with their family? So a general question, how do you think young people in general, and you know young people because you know them, how do you think young people in general are making big decisions in their life? Do you think that young people kind of just sort of live life, whatever? Uh, I can say that almost young people are not listening to growth no. once. No. No. Almost a big percent of the youth is making some decisions by what I want to. What I want to do is what I do. I have no decisions like uh, that. that's right. going to be wrong at the last of my times, I think, is what I am saying. And uh, here in Panama, also, all, and also all around the world, I can see People, young people, making some decisions like at the first thing that is coming, that's the way I have to go. Right. I having a study, I having made some studies about what's gonna be next. Right. So whatever I feel like doing, yeah. whatever feels nice, you're nodding, Natasha. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I believe some young people um, they make decisions based on influencers that are these days in social media. Like social media, yeah. Social media has a, like a big impact Zombies. on young people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could take a decision based on someone's post uh -huh. or whatever they say. And but you actually think that people are making big decisions, like I don't know, should I get married? Or no, should also, I have also work is not a good, isn't a big decision. Yeah, work. No, even uh, there are people that they don't think on also work to live. They, uh -huh. are, they live like, okay, I'm I'm gonna try I'm gonna travel all the world like um yeah. like a hippie one. Uh, Actually, it's interesting. It's because this document I had never heard this expression, but it talks. Have you heard of neat n e e t n double e t? It it actually is a term that means not in employment, education, or training. And that do you find that there are a lot of people that you know that are not in education, not in employment and not in training that are just kind of drifting oh you're not in yeah. I, I agree uh, with what Natasha said about the influencers um, uh, yeah th they are like the kings of this world like uh -huh. the people who have most followers and they're like quote unquote the kings of this world right the gods yeah, yeah, if you will. This word. <coughs> and I don't have I don't I I don't have social media right now. Not because of that, but for another reason. But 
but I but now that you mentioned that I remembered that th there are these people that they're like the gods because they're popular on their Instagram accounts and and if you're and if I have Instagram and I know that I know that this person has a lot of follower automatically my attitude changes like admiration towards her and right. that, and I don't know if that's that's good it's not good <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting now what do you guys do you worry about the future what worries you Natasha yeah there's something about my future that worries me a lot is to have a family really yeah because um, I'm not in a relationship right now that's for all the guys out there <laughs> if you're listening Natasha is single, single. yeah um, <laughs> I see my friends struggling with their boyfriends because they cheat on them on, on, on them the boyfriends cheat on your friends yeah okay and they should not be together yeah true that's what I say but but they don't listen <laughs> no, to no, you. no no they don't so I'm worried and also like I see some of my friends they're in a marriage already okay and they're cheating the guys on the girls or the other way around really <coughs> sorry wow. um yeah and also like I felt that happening in my family before not my close family but yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like what is it gonna be when I'm gonna meet a guy and then I think he's the right one and I'm gonna have this big wedding and all of that and what if two years later everything is broken and the kids they don't live with the, the father or something like that so that's something that really scare and worries okay, me a lot you. about yeah. the future Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando? I think that I'm afraid, like, people, or maybe me also, lost the, the, the vision on the horizon that is like a tomorrow on life, that is not just today to live. Okay. Because I, I think uh, some people that you, you know, as I said before, they are not seeing that. The, the future and even they take you to that way they try to give you to take that to that way okay. so it is like a really difficult fight that we are making now in in our youth i think in my in my life now to take away from that people that is not doing that that the good decisions and try to see someone that is going to the right way almost the right way but in that way, I want to find, I, I don't know, like Natasha says, um, a good family, make a good decision to make my family, or maybe, I don't know, I could be a priest, a, a priest I don't know, maybe. A priest, it, there we go. It's a good decision. <laughs> yes. But now is to take the correct decision to, the, to my future. Okay. And to help in the future of other pe persons. Okay. Francisco, do you worry about the future when you're making big decisions now? Are you thinking how these decisions are going to impact your future? Um, I think I uh, I worry more about today. <laughs> I worry more about today than the future. Uh, yeah. So every day I take it day by day and and 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I do a lot of worrying. I do a lot of mm-hmm. worrying, and and uh, which is not good. And do do you think because Orlando just said that he felt that some of your people you know mm-hmm. are not worrying and they're just doing whatever. Do you find that among your friends or young people you know of that they are worried about family or work or the future? I don't know. The, today we're taping this program on September 23rd, and I don't know if you saw on social media that the world is supposed to end today at 6 p.m., September 23rd. Did you know that? Um Hopefully, by the time we air this program, we would know <laughs> that the the world did not end on September twenty. But do you do you have friends that worry about that sort of thing? That there's earthquakes and we've just had four hurricanes, and and North Korea or no? You you no, don't I think, think no. nobody cares? No, uh, there's no people caring about it. I nobody. Think, no, nobody knows. There is some people that is not taking care about it. Okay. Obviously, there are people that are looking for for the news and taking uh, the idea a lot. Like, well, that's gonna happen in pa- on Panama. That's going to be like that, that's gonna end Panama or something like that. Right. I, I don't know. Or, or the world uh, in in the in the few hours. I, I think and maybe, but I think there there's people not taking care about it. No. Do you find Natasha that? that government leaders or adults, maybe even church leaders, are not being responsible for making sure that there's a future for you? Well, talking about what just happened in Mexico and Puerto Rico and talking about government, I think they're not doing something about that, right? Because like Orlando said, some people think that's not going to happen in Panama. We just have rain and that's it we won't have a hurricane right um or earthquake yeah yeah uh but i think government has like a a big uh impact on people if they do like a campaign or something to tell people don't throw trash on the streets don't Mm -hmm. do this don't do that because that is causing something to earth Uh and then we see the impact of that okay those pictures that we saw this week, whatever happened in Mexico and, and Puerto Rico, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. And some people, they say, like, oh, that's not going to happen in Panama. That happened to them. And I don't that's care it. what happens there. Yeah, right. and then, I only and care about me. Well, they are saying that. They're like, okay, and they throw something on the street. Yeah. That's causing something here in Panama, like the... Mm-hmm. Um, they call the pipes they get like clogged yeah uh, they get clogged and then water is like all over the place uh-huh. right um, so about that I feel government is not doing anything right um, also about like um, young people when they are in high school when the girls they get pregnant I think that's still something that government it's not working so hard with that. Do you think that's the responsibility of the government? I think government and in some part church as church. well. Church, family? Family as well, of course. Okay. Yeah. That's like 70%. Something. Okay. And then the rest is like government and church. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're just making me think. Anyway, actually, if anybody's joining in again, a reminder, you're listening to us 
special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. We're in Panama at Radio Maria uh, recording a special program, a conversation with three young adults about what they think about life, about the church, about the future. Um, and you can find out more about what we do at Salt and Light on our website, saltandlighttv.org. And you can follow me on Twitter or Facebook at Deacon Pedro. What I was going to say is that Natasha, you lived in the States. I know, Francisco, you also lived a little bit in the States when you were in high school. Do you find that young people in the United States compared to young people in Panama, what sort of experiences did you have, Francisco? Was that difficult? Well, um, I was, uh, when I left, I was 16 years old. I was actually doing confirmation here in Panama, but I couldn't finish. Uh-huh. And, and, I think uh, uh, I did my, my my faith at that age suffered attacks, and so did so did I. I mean, it was a hard time to move away from my house at 16 years old and my friends. And um, do you think that you you moved away from your faith because you were? because you moved or because you didn't find the supports in, in the United States when you were there? or Okay, uh, I remember I got there and, 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 I, and I, hadn't, I hadn't ever met a person that was like openly atheist in my life. And, okay. and, I, and I would see people openly atheist there in, 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 my, in my high school that... that not talking to me, but talking to someone else mm-hmm. uh, and questioning their faith uh, like that. And, you know, I was 16. I, I was going to church every Sunday, but I, I wasn't, it was like, you know, not, not like now. It wasn't really feeding me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, there's... In America, I think there's more of everything, you know. There are more Muslims. More mm-hmm. Here, I don't see a Muslim that often or more. Uh, Cath- there's good Catholics. There's good Christians. There's good. There's a lot of atheists, too. But, you know, there's m- more, of, more of everything in America mm-hmm. than here. Did you find you had a similar experience, Natasha? Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Um... It was difficult for me because I had friends who were Christian, some Jewish, some atheist. Yeah. Um, and I had like three friends that they were Catholic, but they were like, I don't go to church. I'm just Catholic because that's yes. that runs in my I family. I have a piece of paper that says I'm Catholic. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it was difficult for me also because that city is so cosmopolitan yeah some different people from all over the world and they have like different things in mind and something really difficult in that time was that some of the guys and girls that were with me in university they used to do drugs Mm -hmm. right and they were trying to push me that way but I was like no Mm -hmm. I don't do that so that was kind of like a struggle like what do you do Mm-hmm. Do you go with them and then you keep them as your friends or do you just go away? R- what did you do? 
Oh, I went away. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I was still friend of them. Yeah. But I was like, don't ask me to yeah. do that because I won't do it, right? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like a struggle when I was in there. Yeah. Okay. What What do you guys think is the hardest thing about being young, being young today, Orlando? To have opportunities. To have opportunities. Yeah. Why? Because it now, I think big people think that they are the only ones that can do everything. Adults. Yeah, mean. adults. Uh-huh. But young people is taking place all days. It's taking their places all day uh, because we are growing up with that technology on the hands. And, right. and maybe some growth ones. Sorry, adults. <laughs> yeah. They ha- they haven't take take that technology in their hands when they when they were born. Yeah, but um, and we are making some things that are out from the common things that adult people could do. Yes, and with because they are because it is not common. Some adults say you are crazy. What what are you doing? This is not good. This mm-hmm. is bad for me. Even in the church. Right. When you come with new ideas, with different ideas, because you are connecting with with all people, yeah. adults, young people, kids, uh-huh. uh, all kind of people, you can bring some ideas and you say, "Hey, this is really good. We can apply this in the church or even in the in the group, the city group that you are in." You say, "Hey, these kind of things can help us, like have a good message on social on social media or even YouTube that is really uh, good for guys. Right, it's really visited to uh-huh. for guys. Okay, so you find that because of that, they don't give you opportunities. Yeah, because some some adults can be like in the comfort zone. Uh huh. Yeah, and don't want to change. Yes. And change gave them afraid. That's good. Now, just as a, I'm not one of those adults. <laughs> just, just to be sure, um, Natasha, what what do you think is the hardest thing about being young today? The hardest thing. Either your experience or from from your friends, people that you know. And I'm going to ask Francisco the same question. So if she has to think, maybe you can answer. Do you find... I think it's also opportunity. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In my case, it was difficult when I was in Los Angeles to find a work, a job, uh-huh. because they were like, oh, you need to have five years of experience in a similar big studio company. You need to have... American experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah American experience. And I was like, no, I just finished my yes. master. I didn't have time to work, so yeah. what are you yeah, How can I get experience yeah. if you don't hire me so yeah. that I can yeah. have five Even years it experience? It happens here in Panama. It happens, yeah. in, it happens in Canada, too. In everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and then I had the opportunity to do, like, TV audience in some uh, sitcoms back, okay. in, back in there. Fun. And something that caught my attention a lot was the fact that most of the cameraman, the sound guy, the director, all of them, they were, like, people... With gray hair. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, they so were like, what, like 60, 50 something, something yeah. like that. And I was like, that's why I'm not having opportunity to work for you guys because you still have these people who have like 40 years okay, working for Okay, but those people need to work too. But True. They need no. to retire, no? 
someday. Not now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be doing this radio program uh, for uh, 50 more but, years. But maybe I think that there's a thing like they haven't learned how to be a leader. Okay. They don't know how to be a leader. And that, uh, that's a mind that is known on, that, it, that is a point that is now on our minds. Uh -huh. Like young guys, you have to be a leader. Okay. For, an, for uh, a company, on, uh, for a group. I think is my perception. Okay. I don't know if, he's, he's, if you know. can consider that. But I think that now the people that is giving us maybe some classes in the school, I think, uh, in, in the college or even, mm -hmm. and people that have, like, success in the life says, hey, you have to be a leader to, to learn how to live right. and, and to be a good guy and, and have all the things like good uh -huh. I think and to have opportunities and to give opportunities to other ones okay I think okay so they've opportunity in fact opportunities is something that it's in this document and that whole idea of neat not in education employment or training mainly is because young people say that they don't have opportunities that's why they're not doing anything so interesting what do you think Francisco is the hardest thing about being young today Well, yeah, I agree with opportunities. Really? Um, I think um, that, you know, we, we, we young people, you know, we get treated still like sometimes uh, we don't, you know, maybe we don't get the respect um, from older people. Um, I respect you. That, uh, <laughs> not, not you. Uh, okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, from older, we're expected to smile and comply. Right. Smile and told. comply. And in the f even in, in, in the family, uh, okay. in, my, in, in my family, uh, not my close family, but, but, There's like a order that mm -hmm. you know, and I'm supposed and like you're supposed to fall in line, kind of thing. Like follow what people have always been doing. Uh, y yeah. Um, but I think uh, we have expectations. Uh -huh. uh, we have expectations. Like by by certain age, you should be making right money and. And you should be married with a family, Natasha. Finish mm -hmm. with yeah. finish with your career. Yeah. Uh, and that's what people really care about. Like they don't care about what you what you what you talk. People care about what you have done, and you know. Yeah. I res I respect that. I respect. Yeah. I respect that. Like. Okay. Now, Orlando, when he, you first met, brought this up about opportunities. You said that even in the church, you feel that young people don't have opportunities. So let's talk about let's talk about the church because do you feel that the church is not in touch with young people? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes because when you need the young guys to move a chair, it's okay. Ah, <laughs> it's okay to have all young people that can be here. You say uh, at the end of the mass, you said. 
we need young guys to move some chairs and, and to prepare the church to, for the next celebration in here. Right. And you and need the guys. It. And you need the, the young people. Yeah. And that's it. And to make things. Yeah. But not to deliver them some, some, some work that can be um, great, great mm -hmm. work. And to learn, and that people can learn, young people can learn how to be a church next. Yeah. Because, as Natasha said, someday some people have to make, uh, to be on, on a house and who could be continuing that church. Yeah, uh, well, and we know that they say that young people are not the church of the future. They're the church It's of now. today. Now, now, Natasha, do you feel that the church is not in touch with the reality that young people live? They want things to stay the same way uh -huh. as they know. They don't want like a change. Okay. For example, in my church, um, the youth community has grown up a lot. Now that I came back, I was surprised by like, there's like a hundred kids, uh, not kids, um, young, young people, people. Uh, in church. Uh, and I'm very excited for that. But for example, I had a meeting this week with some people from my church. And they were like, yeah, so we need to go to the houses to give like the um, questionnaire about um, accepting a pilgrim to stay here. Yes. Uh, but we don't have kids to come with us. Uh, we always ask people to come, but they don't like that. And then one of my friends said like, but you never ask them. Right. You just complain. Uh -huh. You just say, where are the young people? Right. They're not helping us. You just complain, but you don't act. You don't say, like, hey, we need your help. Maybe one or two of them will help. Right. But I feel in some way old people, they complain a lot. Older people is oh. what she means. Um, <laughs> Older <laughs> people than somebody sitting here. Um, <laughs> Francisco, Natasha said that she felt that the... Some people in the church, because we shouldn't be talking about yeah. it's not the church, but that the church or some people in the church don't want change. Do you think that the church needs to change? Because maybe the church doesn't need to change. Well, <laughs> that's a hard question. Yeah. It's a hard question. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> or maybe let me ask this, all three of you, if you could change anything in the church what would you change well i'm not i'm not in any youth group at the moment uh so uh i'm in a group and i'm the youngest person <laughs> I, i'm yeah. the youngest person in in that group but you know i will be going to some uh catechism classes for confirmation for young adults because right. i haven't done that Nice. And you're going to be the older one in that, maybe. No? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I think, uh, I, th I mean, some things don't have to change, like the, tr the traditions. Uh -huh. But uh, maybe, maybe young people do need their, their space in church. But I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if. It's being denied or something. Okay, well, oh, no, let me talk about that. Um, do you feel that there is a space in the church for you or that there is a place 
in church for you? Not in youth group, but in church. I think that yes, there is a lot of space for us, but nobody asks for us to be in there. But do they need to ask you? Why can't you just go? Because they, the door is not open hmm. to go in. The door is not open, so I, if I if I am in front of a house enough and I see the door closed, You're not it's not my away. house. Yeah, I have to knock that door, and when I knock, nobody opens. So, and and, and the people that is inside never said, "Hey, you can come in. Don't worry." So okay, but you guys all go to mass on Sunday. You belong to a parish. You know people in the parish. Do you, are you saying that you want to be more involved in like the parish? I don't know, the parish council or the finance I committee, like all those people are old or or like I don't understand what sort of involvement you want to have in the church that that the door is closed. Well, I think that, yeah, young people can be in that kind of groups, but also in the, just to give us a little space one young guy in one big group like Francisco is now. The other guys see him. Yeah. And then they get motivated to go in mm-hmm. to that kind of mm-hmm. groups. If you open the door to one young guy or, or to maybe two, there will be growing up and they then you will be seeing some changes in the church and I don't know. It's, yeah. it's what do you I think, think uh, Natasha? Do you think that it makes a difference if the priest is young? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, I think. <laughs> well, not and not young physically, but even young at heart. Some priests are. Does it make a difference? How much authority does the priest have in your experience in the church in Panama, um, or how much is there room for laity, lay people, to 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 have authority in the church? Hmm. Without I get confused now. Without without saying bad things about your priest. No. <laughs> Do you know what I'm asking? Um, kind of. I got confused. I got the first part, but then I got confused. Well, uh, answer the first part. Does it help if you have a, a young priest? Yeah. In terms of understanding that millennial thing. No, Maybe. not Maybe. like you said, like physically, but in spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It helps a lot. Like, for example, my priest, um, every Sunday in the Mass, he brings to the front the kids. Children. Children, yeah. Uh-huh. He brings to the front, and um, he asks them question about the... Um, I forgot the word. The, the gospel? gospel. Yes. The gospel, yeah. He asked them question about the gospel, and he said, like, so I'm going to give you an A if you answer this question. Right. So, like, they get they get excited with that. Like, they mm-hmm. get excited every Sunday to go to church. For example, last week he wasn't there because he went to Colombia. Right. And I saw a lot of kids, not sad, but kind of upset mm-hmm. when... Um, the gospel was done, and the other priest and the other priest wasn't there. Uh, called them to come to the front. Some of them, I saw them like this. So they felt that they were not participating. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to the original question, which was, would you change anything about the church? Francisco said that things like tradition, I would say, truth doesn't change. Truth. But in 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 other things that can change, do you think that the church needs to change? 
Well, okay. I, I was thinking uh, about what Natasha said about the kids. And I remember for me as a, as a kid, it was hard to go to church. Uh -huh. As a kid, it was hard to go to church. And, and it's, and you know, as an adult, I, underst I understand more and, I, and I'm better. But um, I don't know, like, for a teenager, like, like how to explain to him the importance of paying attention and uh, what each, a every part of the mass, what it's doing, and, like, how do we explain that to a teenager that sees it all as yeah. a, a ritual? Or something. Yeah, a meaningless ritual. A meaningless ritual, which yeah. I don't think it's meaningless. Like as, like I said, as an adult. But I do you think that it. it's okay? I mean, when I was 16, I was involved in church, and I had no idea what anything in mass meant. But but something kind of made sense when I was old enough and mature enough to understand it. So maybe that's normal that you're now, I don't know, 26, and so now you're mature enough that things make sense that would not have made sense when you were 14. Is that not normal? That's normal, but how does the young person get spirituality? That's what I'm right. asking. How yeah, and you mentioned about being fed earlier, so I, I, I see what you mean. Hmm. How does he get that spirituality he, he yeah. needs? What about... Um, just to we're almost running out of time, but just to continue the conversation, you're t we're talking about participating in the church. You guys have keep mentioning, well, we've mentioned mass, but obviously mass is not the only thing mm -hmm. that is church. What about other things that we can do as church in terms of service or, I don't know, what uh, do you feel that you don't even have opportunities to do those things? Uh, you can go no, first. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Just to add something, what okay, you asked yeah. to Francisco, is like when we share that like, when we select some career to be like a professional. Yeah, you need to be in love with that to good to do it with love. Yeah, to, to feel it in your heart. I think that that's what we need now. Priest that love that really love what they are doing. Right. So they can transmit it. Yes. To the all to all the people yes. that is going to church in all the things that I do. Yes. Not only mass. Yes. In the service, in the I think in the when you, when you go to like a part of the church to the school. Yes. To give the the gospel. Yes. Something like that. Just to walk to believe in what gospel is. Mm -hmm. If you transmit it like Jesus do it. Yeah. We will continue growing up li like what uh, like disciples do it. Disciples, yeah. Disciples and that's what it. Pope Francis has always said. He says you cannot have joy of the go the joy of the gospel comes because we're in love. You're in love with Jesus, you know, you're when you meet that man, Natasha, <laughs> the man of your life who's out there listening right now. You want to tell everybody, right? Because you're in love. So priests, laity, everybody has to be in that. We have about four minutes. So I want to end with one last question. Each one of you, you have about a minute. If you, Pope Francis is listening to this program right now, let's say, 
if you could tell Pope Francis or your bishop, Archbishop Monsignor uh, Jose Domingo Ulloa, Archbishop of Panama, if you could tell him one thing, what, or the Pope one thing, or the church one thing, what would you tell them? Who wants to start? Orlando. Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> you know, like, if you could tell the church leadership one thing, what would you tell them? I would say, actually, I want Natasha to start. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult one, huh? Um, maybe while they're thinking, I'll say that this is a good question for all listeners, and I want you guys to write to me, Twitter, at Deacon Pedro GM, Facebook, look for me, Deacon Pedro. Write to me if you could write to the Pope. And in fact, that's what the Synod is about. The bishops want to hear, and in this case, from young people. What do you want to tell them? And it could be a complaint. I want you to change this. It could be, I love what you're doing. It could be, it could be anything. What do you, you, you can be saying thank you. Okay, what would I you know. tell your priest? What would you tell the bishop? What would you tell the pope? Francisco. I would, I would say young people, younger than, than me, like teenagers, teenagers uh, need to be saved as well. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, that goes back to being spiritually fed. Orlando, Natasha, you're still thinking? Well, uh, to, to Pope Francis. Okay. Because uh, to our bishops, is, we have to think, uh, to, to think a little more. Okay, Pope to Francis. To Pope Francis, because uh, here, here in the radio is where I work, and I see all the time what Pope Francis is doing. And just thank you for what you are doing. Thank to you. To listen to the young people the, and to listen to all the church because you are making so many changes. I think Pope Francis speaks Spanish. Maybe you can say it in Spanish. Okay, I, I will tell, in, tell you in Spanish. Gracias, Papa Francisco. There you go. And he, you're going to have a chance to maybe tell it to him in person because he's coming yeah, to I, Panama. I'm, I'm praying to, to meet 2019. him. <laughs> that, that's a possibility. So thank you. I think that's important that the church knows that young people are grateful. Natasha, you have the last word. Yes. It's going to go straight to Pope Francis. Uh, it's going to be thank you for picking Panama to be the next place for the World Youth Day. We need you here. The community in Panama needs more of faith. I think during the last couple of years, things have gone like broken okay and i think young people and adults they need more faith they need to know more about god's love and i think that's gonna be really helpful um when that's gonna happen here in 2019 yeah so gracias papa francisco yeah maybe you'll get a chance gracias. to tell <laughs> And Francisco is, well, I don't know. Hey, wouldn't that be cool if the three of them actually were <laughs> oh. chosen to meet Pope Francis in uh, January 22nd to the 27th, 2019? You want to find out more about World Youth Day? The website is up, panama2019.pa. And if, you wanna, if you're in Canada or the States and you want to find out more about World Youth Day, Salt and Light Television is the place to go. We are the World Youth Day channel in English, anyway. SaltandLightTV.org. I've been in Panama in the broadcasting center at Radio Maria with three young adults here. Um, 
Orlando Sanchez. He's a radio professional, works right here at Radio Maria. Thank you, Orlando. Thanks. Um, Natasha Pineda, a film professional looking for film work, if anybody's hiring. Yes, um, please. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, I'm sure we can find work. And uh, Francisco Guevara is uh, a law student, but maybe he'll be switching careers, <laughs> uh, switching uh, faculties soon. Francisco Guevara, thank you, all three of you. And thank you, our listeners, faithful listeners, for being with us today. This has been a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Um, again, I want to thank Radio Maria here in Panama, in particular, Adrian, who's at the, on the soundboard over there, Adrian, Alejandro, my brother Albert, who's out there, and uh, Armando, who's doing the camera. I just realized everybody's name starts with the letter A. <laughs> Armando, Alejandro, Adrian, Albert, and there's a whole bunch of other people in the, in the sound booth here that we're waving at uh, our friends here at Radio Maria. And I also want to mention our cameraman, Armando Vasquez. He brought his daughter, Isabela, who's been very quiet and patient listening to our program. The future of the church, the present of the present. church right here, right now. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro and uh, ciao from Panama. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>